1: All right, Ricey and Reavers, uh, the uh, much-anticipated baseball podcast. Now refresh my memory. We did do one last week, right? We did, <laughs> and I think... so we started that we wait for the season to start because we want to keep it fresh and up to date, <laughs> right? Yes, and we also have to remember to do it. That's this is what we call thing. a streak. We yes, have now done is. two streak that weeks is. of shows. It's, uh, the uh, Ricey and Reavers baseball podcast. And uh, we're back just in time for the Twins to be in absolute crises. Uh, we're, we're recording this while the doubleheader is being played, uh, the two mini games, as I call it, two mini games, seven innings at Town Ball. Yes, sir. How often do you guys play seven innings?
0: Uh, boy, I'm trying to think if we have. Um...
1: I mean, every every routine game is nine innings,
0: right? Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Routine. Yes. Now,
1: if you if you end up getting rain and you're making up a game, yeah. will you play two seven inning games then?
0: That I have seen done yes. in the past. It's been a while since we've played one. Although I will take that back, we did play an exhibition game when where it was early in the season. I think we might have played Morristown, and we only played seven, and that was just due to we didn't have enough guys, you know, enough arms that were ready to go. I
1: uh, heard uh, Timmy and Eduardo uh, not arguing, but uh, raising the issue of, okay, the COVID excuse got seven-inning doubleheaders last year. The COVID excuse still gets seven-inning doubleheaders this year. But Timmy expressed the belief that uh, they will be back to nine innings next Starting year. next year. And Eduardo said, I'm not sure about that, and you know that uh, that the players like it, and the managers. He said even Joe Girardi, a traditionalist, likes it. And then he talked about every everybody's whole thing in baseball now is to protect the pitching. Mm-hmm. Well, should it be when it, when the pitching is dominating the game? Should we be that? Should we concede to the idea? that teams should be allowed to have fresh pitchers. You, know, hmm, you know, to me, I'm saying no. You know, you should, A, go to that 13-pitcher limit that you were going to have when you expanded the roster to 26. You can only have 13. And, B, play nine-inning games, and if somebody gets out there and gets the crap kicked out of them, tough bananas. And
0: uh, you know what? If there is such concern about that, then why are you having a 162-game season? We all yeah, know what the would, answer is to that.
1: I would rather see, uh, you know... 150? 154 used to be the old number. So you get rid of a... You, you play the same number of weeks and take more days off or something. Or, you know, maybe start the season at a different point of the week so that you you know you 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 got the half a week off and a half a half a week of those games you don't play but i'd settle for whatever number works 150 maybe you play everybody in your division if they're going to stick with that format you play everybody in your division uh 12? 18 times 18. Right? Okay. 18 18 is what uh four times 18 is 72 and then uh you play everybody else in the league six times that's 60. that gets you to uh, 132 and then uh you got 20 games against the national league you know 18 mm-hmm. games against the national league that gets you to 150 that'd be
0: fine don't you think I'd be fine with that? Yeah, yeah, eighteen. You
1: know, in the National League, you play. You know, you play some division. You you always play Milwaukee six times, and you play some other division. You rotate you know, five or whatever. Or five, yep. You, yep. you know, so.
0: But I have a question. So, and I, I should know the answer to this, and I and I do not because it was brought up uh, on Garage Logic earlier today with the seven inning double headers. If we get to the 8th and it's tied, do we still start with the yes, guy on second? Yes. Yes.
1: See, my I have decided I can accept the runner on second, but not until the 12th inning. I want to play yeah. I want to play, play regular two, baseball play, for two innings. I want to play yes. two more innings okay, and then and to avoid the marathon. Okay, I can accept that. And I really can't accept putting a guy on second base in the eighth inning but that's what they do you know you should so okay if you're going to play seven inning double headers then you put the guy on second in the 10th inning right Mm -hmm. although i i really fear that the seven inning double header but here's my thing with the seven inning double header and i've talked to uh st peter and these other guys about this if you are going to go back to playing split double headers which you like because you can then not it's have to give gates. refunds yep. to your you don't have to give refunds to your season ticket holders, blah blah blah. Can you really say we're playing at noon and six and there are seven inning games? No, because if you got a chance to go to there is a ch- I know they the most games seven even seven innings are going to take two and a half hours, but what if you get a one thirty five? You know, mm-hmm. which is possible with yep. a seven inning game. If you get two sharp pitchers, you know, a one forty five. Right. So you, you know, I come, I drive in from Crookston for the noon game, and I'm the ball game's done at one forty five, and I have an and Plus, you want to sell beer too, right? Yep. I don't think you can split double headers and play seven innings in those seven. No, you games. you
0: absolutely cannot. No, no. So,
1: so I think they got to make their choice between. Back-to-back seven-inning double headers, giving everybody refunds, mm-hmm. or or
0: if you're going to split double headers, you got to play nine innings. And here's the other part, Pat. That's just driving me absolutely crazy, especially as it relates to the modern game. You and Joe have really been wearing on me because I'm now a, I'm now a curmudgeon as well. But the idea that when you get so they lost to Seattle on Sunday an extra no on yes. Saturday on Saturday an yeah. in extra innings. Yeah. Seattle does the conventional. Guys on second, we bunt him over, we get him in on a fly ball. Just the way Tom Kelly taught me when I was a Yeah, but he didn't believe in a bunt. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. This refusal of not and it's not just the twins, but it this refusal of we're just gonna let three guys hit is is just pure stupidity, in my opinion. Well,
1: you and I have a different opinion on that. Now All right. it
0: depends upon who the hitters is. Especially but, but by the I way, say, especially if you're down a run.
1: I say the bunt Bunt the guy to third is uh, the worst play in baseball. To give up that out to uh, get why I'm i I'm, I'm curious. Well, uh, all the statistical uh, uh, information uh, tells you that, uh, I, I looked it up, like some survey from the early 2010s, five-year period. If you, uh, with the runner on second, and nobody out, you score 1.5, 1.15 runs with a runner on third and one out, you score zero point nine five runs. Really? So you score less runs. Yes. You score less, less runs. Cause basically you're putting it on one hitter. If you move if you want the, the guy ball. to third, yeah. I mean if that guy pops up or strikes out, you know. I but it depends. I, I agree it depends. If I got Louie a rise Hitting.
0: Which he'd probably get walked you know, anyway.
1: To, to, yeah, he might get walked. But if I have him with the guy at third, he's not going to strike out for me. He's going to put the ball in play. I need a guy who can put the ball in play. If it's Miguel, hey, if I'm the other team and you bunt a guy over to third base and Miguel is two hitters away,
0: you put the next two guys. I, on. I walk two guys yep, so I, I can strike too. him out. I do too.
1: I mean, he, there's nobody in. If I'm playing against the Twins, there's nobody in the world I want to the I, I want at the plate more with one out and runners in scoring position than Miguel, mm-hmm. right? Because
0: he's a, he's a guaranteed yeah, strikeout. Yeah, you just strike him out. It's not that well, hard. Or even yesterday, you know, Perez. Is, they got Perez on the ropes. Yes. And here comes Miguel yes, to save this the day. Is it. A
1: lefty, <laughs> a struggling lefty. It's the only thing God. left, the only thing left in the game you can hit is a lefty who doesn't throw 95, right? right. And of course he did nothing, but the the other thing is uh you know The only way he's ever going to hit a home run is a hanging hook. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody hangs one in the middle of the plate, but he's so screwed up right now, he's even swinging through those when he gets them. Pat, what are they going to do? I don't know, but I looked this up just out of curiosity to see what happened to my old friend
0: Oswaldo Arcia, I suck your tweet. I loved
1: Oswaldo. Uh, yes, I you did. I loved Oswaldo because he was a character. Well, you had the Ozzy
0: chant on the radio. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy.
1: And he swung from the arse at all times, right? He did unbutton his shirt. He oh, had yeah. his shirt unbuttoned. Well, I think his last at-bats in the big leagues were, maybe he got a couple in 18, but I think seven, eight, 18. Okay. Uh, no, maybe 17 cuz by 18, by night, by eight, 19 he was in the Mexican League. Okay. He played for three teams in the Mexican League and didn't hit well in the Mexican League. He hit like 250. And then the next thing I found, he, no, 18 he went to uh, Japan. He okay. went to Japan. And, or Korea, one of the two, and didn't, didn't uh, do well, terribly well over there, but he made some money. He made a million and a half or something. And then, and then, yeah, I guess, 19, he was in the Mexican League uh, with three different teams. And then 2020, I can't find him in, a, in any league, but he did play with uh, Caribas in the Venezuelan League for, you know, to had some at bats with them, I found, and with Will and Zastadillo and this other catcher that they have over this TELUS, this other catcher that they have that okay. hasn't made it to the bigs, but he's one of their backup catchers. Okay. And uh, he's over in Saint Paul. And Lester Oliveras no. was on that team too. Wow. Lester former twin starter, Lester yes, Oliveras from the Glory Years. <laughs> but God, were those some bad teams. He turns 30 on May 11th. Really? He's not older than that? No, he's 30. Okay. Miguel turns 28, according to Miguel age, uh, the same time. No, May 11th, and I think RC is 20. Is it two years? When he's 30, is he going to be disappeared?
0: Is well, I don't know Is he going to be playing in the under, Mex-
1: I know two more years I think. Is it
0: two more or one more after this? Cuz uh, I, I thought he signed more.
1: a 3-year deal, didn't he? Yeah, maybe there's an option on the end of it. whatever whatever. 60 million. Right. No,
0: I think it's a 4. How do you how do you extend him, Pat? Oh, he, now? he's yeah, you can't. Oh, you're not going to extend you him. You got to I mean, he might not even fulfill that Such last year. Somebody said
1: they should take him to uh, trade him to Miami for Max Meyer, the girlfriend? They've, they wouldn't give you Max Meyer. He was their
0: number three number, overall pick. Yeah, and
1: he's uh, their number two pitching prospect. Uh, I think uh, nobody can look at Miguel and think they can fix him. I don't think.
0: I don't even think if like uh, I'm trying to think of a favor of Colorado picks him up. Yeah. You know, I don't even think that would fix him.
1: No, no. Well, you got to put the ball in play. Yeah, rarefied air isn't going to help you if the ball. If is If you th- don't make contact. <laughs> if you don't make contact, and. He was better at first base last year than he's been this year too. He was terrible at least in spring
0: training. Well, it's gotten base. to the point where he he can't even be in the lineup right now.
1: No, but, they don't have him playing the first game today. They got Astudillo playing over there the first game and they uh I I you know, maybe they'll just give him the day off. I don't know. Maybe he's uh but anyway, the first COVID case ever for the Twins today, Andrelton Simmons. I saw that. And uh, What does that mean? Is uh, he out 10 days? He's out 10 days. And they do have the little gadgets that tell you who he's been closest to. You know, the sure. little uh, the the contact the tracing. Contact tracing. And uh, at this point, they tested all those guys, and the immediate tests were Negative, Negative, but that doesn't mean they won't have somebody won't have it two days from now. Right. Right. Now they had a eight, not 85 percent. So they didn't reach 85 percent on their vaccinations. Was that on? When was that? Friday?
0: I don't, recall. It? No, I don't recall.
1: They when did they have the day off?
0: Well, that was, was it last Mon- Friday? Monday they had the day off. Monday because they moved. Monday okay. Then they, it
1: was Sunday. I think everybody got back. They got vaccinated. No, 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 no. The the scheduled day off. Oh, the scheduled oh day I'm off. sorry. So yeah, was it op- opening?
0: Didn't, opening was it, day was Thursday. Thursday, so Friday. I think,
1: well, they got vaccinated when the next day was a day off. Okay. So then nobody be sick. And but they didn't reach eighty five percent. And Andrelton was on Twitter. Proudly announcing that he didn't get vaccinated because he's a non-believer. Okay. So he ended up with it, but but the fact that everybody this morning tested, they they gave him when they found out that he he had it last night. Uh, they gave everybody tests this morning, and and they gave they scrutinized the guys who had been in closer contact. Uh, more closely this morning, but that still doesn't mean you're not going to have it three days from now. Right? Right. That he, yeah. that he gave it to you. So I was happy to read though, that if you've been vaccinated, according to the woman from Washington, mm-hmm. you you do not carry, you know, this, I think the myth has
0: been, can I still
1: give it, can, it to somebody can else? Can I give it to yeah. somebody else? And a, the, two days ago, the announcement was no. If you've been vaccinated and it's effective,
0: then you can't you be a can't carrier. carrier. Okay. So, how about, by the way, back to Simmons, that double play he turned yesterday, Pat?
1: Man, he's something.
0: He is an unbelievable shortstop.
1: His hands are magnificent, as good as I've ever seen. What I love is his throw. Yeah. You know, we remember, we remember, we're used to Jorge throwing sidearm and trying to get it over here. And, uh, and uh you know you're used to uh you know are people gunning it he does not gun it but he gets rid of it mm-hmm. so quickly he doesn't have to but yesterday and I mentioned this to I was talking to Hayes and Gleeman from the athletic uh, from the athletic mm-hmm. and uh and you could see Ostadia. now he hasn't played that much first with Simmons with Simmons playing and you could, when the throw was first thrown on one of the, when the, just on a routine ball, but when the, but it was going to be fairly close because Mm -hmm. the guy who could, it wasn't the double play. It was a different ball, but the guy who could, the guy could run and you could see Willie, Willie getting like anxious. Get here already. He got rid of it (laughs) to see if that's going to, Get there. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, oh okay. Because, <laughs> no, it, when he first releases it, you wonder if he's throwing it hard enough to even get there in the air. You sure, know? sure. But he, he does this little loop thing, and I've never seen a guy throw from shortstop like that in the big leagues. Well, and I know and that— Because it's, his... it's just 100% accurate, Yep, and it comes in about— throat high for the first baseman, and it's gone.
0: Boom. Well, his throwing motion reminds me a little of Guzzi because you know Guzzi would just yeah. kind of flick the ball yeah, too yeah. when he, he would get rid of it. it. Yeah. But his arm was a lot, I think, a lot stronger than Simmons. Don't yes. you think? Oh yeah. Because yeah. Guzzi I, I had don't a pretty know if good Simmons arm.
1: can throw from the hole or not.
0: That's I, nobody, true. Nobody,
1: you know, you don't see. I haven't seen him make a backhand play, but you don't see backhand plays in shortstop anymore because they're standing in the hole. You know, right. I mean. You know, there's the the way their position now kind of takes that backhand play away.
0: And I mean, I don't have as long a storied following as you do, but I mean, I have Gagné as my probably my best. Who who was the best shortstop in Twins the history?
1: Fielding shortstop, Gagné. Without was a it Gagné? Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, who was it asking me? The best fielder in Twins history. The, the Ooh, like all the around most, most important fielder in Twins history, and I said Gagne. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Because, because, he never, because did the,
0: he win a Gold Glove? I don't think so.
1: You know, they were giving him to.
0: Oh Ripken! Them, yeah, Ripken. Who yeah. didn't? Who couldn't carry? Well, it was the same. Couldn't thing. carry
1: Ripken's shorts. I mean, couldn't carry Gagne's shorts as a fielder. It
0: was the same thing with Mattingly and Herbeck. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah.
1: But uh, I don't think he ever did I'll look that he was. Up. But I difficulty of position I, I put in there, you know, and I that's why I would I would probably name him.
0: Uh, nope, he never did. His only award was he finished twenty second in MVP voting in nineteen ninety three, his first year with the Kansas City Royals. Really? Yeah.
1: Never here. Well, he never never, never got, you know. TK used to pinch hit for him, which would miff him, you know. Sure. He uh, But him being miffed was always, uh, you know, it's not like a – he's not down there throwing bats or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, he was uh, – you know, that was – you know. The, the other thing about how good you know Gagney is – good was was how long it took to replace him. Oh, yeah. That's as dumb a decision as the Twins ever made when they – let him become a free agent and turned around and gave the same amount of money to Dave Winfield. That's right. Now, Winnie, they got two years, and Gagne w- wanted three, and they wouldn't give Gagne three. But the the yearly was Amant basically was the, same. the same for Winnie. And, was it a nostalgic move? Because Winfield was at the end, wasn't he? Yeah, he was not. You know, not what he was. I I don't know what it was. I don't know why they did it.
0: I really don't. It, it
1: I, I don't think T K was jumping up and down saying, no, "Give me Dave Winfield."
0: Yeah, I, I remember you had said that that, that did not um that, that, well, that did it, not please well, the
1: manager. No, I, I don't think he minded Devin Winnie, but he didn't want to lose Gagne. Right. I mean, you know who was you know who started the next year is their shortstop wait, Scott wait. wait. Oh,
0: dang it, Scott Leas. I was going to say was, it was Pat uh, Mears, who but. was a
1: as, as a shortstop going, he was a pretty good third baseman, but he wasn't. A, well, he had no range. No, he wasn't. A, no, he was not a shortstop. It right. wasn't, that's what he played in the minor leagues, but it was not. I'd have to look up how many games. I, he didn't, I don't think he lasted all season there. I think they did other things, but that was the, uh, you know, they hadn't given up yet. They'd 90. Well, 92,
0: they won 90 games, didn't they? Yeah,
1: 92, they were really good. and Oakland was just better. Uh, Well, Eric Fox hit the home (laughs) run and (laughs) he went in the tank, but I think they let Gagne go after ninety three. Yeah, ninety three was
0: his first year with Kansas City. Oh,
1: really? So they let him go after ninety two. After ninety two. Okay. Well, that's there. You know, there's the demarcation line right there.
0: Well, and that was his age thirty season in ninety two. Not that I mean I don't know how it was viewed back then, like it is now. He's a great athlete. I
1: mean, you know, he was. You weren't worried about him losing his range or anything. I right. don't know what.
0: When was he done in Kansas City? Uh, he played three years in Kansas City, and then in '96 and '97, he played for the Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: Did he was he probably wasn't a regular
0: in LA though? Uh, he? I'm trying to see his at bat totals. Uh, well, he played in 144 games okay. his last year yeah. in '97. Yeah, he still hit two fifty one.
1: Yeah, that was a blunder of all time. I, uh, you know. The demarcation lines of when the world changed for teams, mm-hmm. I've always said Gopher football is 1969 when, you know, 67 they tied for the conference title with Indiana and Purdue, but Indiana hadn't been to the Rose Bowl, so they, they went to the Rose Bowl instead of the Gophers. Mm-hmm. And that was still when there were no other bowl games, you just went to the Rose Bowl or no other place in the Big Ten. And then in 1969, they went down to play Arizona State, which was in a whack, was in the whack. Mm -hmm. They went down to play Arizona State in Tempe on a night when it was like 105 degrees. And we went down there with a big, powerful running team and a lot of big old Swedish fellas. Uh, And they got a little overheated. And that, uh, that, that team had arizona state had speed sure calvin demery and the, t- i think the quarterback was joe spagnola who ended up being a quarter uh, tight end yeah. in football and they had about five guys that were athletes that were <laughs> speed merchants and that's when we now we were okay in the speed department when we first integrated but then those damn Southerners started recruiting black guys and cheating. You know, they start, <laughs> the Southern colleges started taking the hometown right. fellas, even if they were African-Americans, which really cut into it, our speed. And then, uh, but they got just run out of the, by a whack team, you know. Right. Run out, I mean, Jim Carter ran for 200 yards. Just carrying the ball through them, but they didn't care because they got the ball back and scored a touchdown, and you know sent some guy out and threw him a fifty-yard pass and zoom and and John Rowe always told the story that he was at the game for the Tribune and and Murray they let they let him in the locker room or the locker room area to talk to Murray and Murray is sitting on a stool sweat pouring off him, his shoes off, with his both feet in an ice bucket. And he looks up at Roe and said, who scheduled this
0: bleeping game? <laughs> and
1: that was the end. That was it. That was the end. We uh, Speed was now more important than power.
0: And so now you think and that's— And I
1: think the end of the Twins for that decade was when they let Greg Gagne go, and that took away their whole identity as a great— fielding team right and now there were other issues but you let him go and uh you know it was uh you know and you brought in winnie and when he you know was didn't give you much got his three thousandth hit of course later you brought Molitor. molly in to replace him but uh it was uh yeah, that was uh that well, was a key moment in twins' history. Well so uh, ninety three
0: was the first year though Gagne, and then ninety four was Herbeck's last year too, wasn't it? Yeah, Herbie quit he quit early. And yeah. then you lost Puck in ninety six. Ninety 96, yeah. yeah.
1: But they were I mean, they were the, the but we're really happy ninety three was pitching yeah. went to hell.
0: Yep. You yep. know, the pitching went to hell. Just you know, well, the, Erickson getting hurt probably did a lot more yes, damage, right? Because yes, I mean, yeah, he, you were expecting had, him to be a star.
1: Erickson had the bad elbow, and yeah, you know, I remember that. Uh, was it? Uh, well, they traded him. See 94 is when they gave up, you know. They, right. they made all those trades before the strike game.
0: And then they traded Knoblock you know, too right after that, didn't they? Was that around No, winner?
1: no, Nobby was the oh, guy Oh no, 96, 96 Nobby had the, the good guy. year. Yeah. Nobby was the guy they signed to say we're still trying, That's you know, right. after the that's bad right. years, but uh that's Dark Star got Nobby signed. That's you know? right. Dark Dark got <laughs> Nobby signed and, you know, they were still trying until 96. And then and they, you know, they had Knoblock and Molitor brought in, and they were still trying. It's just the pitching had gone to hell. And then those last four years, last four years of the decades, when they cut the budget and oh, they, their remember, payroll went oh, down to fifteen or sixteen million. One
0: some year. of those lineups that they were putting out there, well, oh, and everybody, God. you know, the the big, and we've talked about this a hundred times, but the greatest example is the David West perfect game day. You know he's all hung over, throwing a perfect game. Well, look at the lineup he faced that day for crying out loud! the the, the lineup the Twins rolled out there that that Sunday in the Bronx when West threw oh, the perfect yeah, game. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah but, no, but David Wells, you mean? What did I say? You said, Oh, I said David, David West. You're yeah. right. David yeah. Wells. Yeah, I'm there's sorry. There's a David big Wells. difference. Yeah, there's a slight difference between the two. Yeah, Wells had a little.
1: Yeah, all well, that that lineup he threw oh. the perfect game against was. Not not good. When know. Pat Mears is not your kinda nine like, hitter. <laughs> kinda like the lineup that Milton threw his no no against with the uh, with Angels. The Angels. <laughs> Angels had all they were having a terrible year. I think that was the moose stubing year. He was their manager for one year. I called it Moose Ball. They were unbelievable. But Milton Milton no hit him. Look at that lineup someday. That is an unbelievable lineup. Anyway, we should talk about our twins here. You're worried. Uh, the catching uh, Garber's not as bad as he was last year, but he's certainly not what he was uh, I two thought years ago. After
0: watching him in spring training a couple of he times, was ready, he yeah. was because here's why I thought he was starting to hit the ball good to right center, yes, and yes. that's that's where he thrives. Yes, and uh, Jeffers is he's, he's, he's they're okay at catcher.
1: Miguel's terrible. Pala- you can't. This lineup can't succeed when Jorge Polanco is five for forty-two.
0: Right, or whatever. I think
1: I just heard uh, uh, he just got a two-run double. Oh, did he? Okay. Yes, he did. Just and I
0: mean it literally just happened as while while we were talking. Provis
1: uh, uh, was, I think Provis said five for forty-two, but he, but you don't, you don't feel like he has no chance like Miguel,
0: but he just hasn't hit well. But he's also uh, now, a guy you have to be worried about with injuries. He's already, had, already had two ankle surgeries. Yeah, that's true.
1: But but last year he played with it. I mean, it's not like it's debilitating. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like Donaldson, Donaldson. or
0: something. Because he's going to play the second 92. game today, is that
1: right? But yeah, he, the, I really thought Donaldson was huge for them in spring training. But seeing a rise play third base, they can survive without him. Yeah, rise is fine. And Simmons is good in shortstop, but right now you got an outfield with Buxton and nobody else. And I said this to Judd and Mackey this morning. Has have, the seniority that Jake Cave has managed to accomplish here is fairly amazing, isn't it? It is. Because, <laughs> I mean, once in a while, and he hasn't done it this year, once in a while, he'll run into one and hit a home run. But I was shocked yesterday. When we were to, to, to go back to Phil Miller's tweet on this from Sunday, that Miguel had struck out in 23 consecutive games, mm-hmm. tying the club record that he held with Jake
0: Cave. My God.
1: Jake Cave struck out in 23 straight games, too. Right. Not not now but but had and of course miguel yesterday did not strike out so that ended the streak and uh uh but uh i i i I don't get it I, i mean he's i guess because he is enough of an athlete to run the bases and can they can put him in center field it ain't pretty but Oh, he'll die for
0: a ball that ain't there once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Has he done that? I've only seen one. This he year. did do it earlier. Was it a, was it at home against the M's? I can I can't remember. Or no, I think it was in Detroit. I think it was in Detroit he did that. Uh, was it within 12 feet? I like the one when he's
1: 12 feet away when he dives, but I I mean he's not a he's not a threat at the plate. That's why I can't understand I their
0: love for him. I don't get it either. And, and but there was one I think this was when Molitor was still managing, where he was coming in on the ball in center, and it wasn't there, and it mm. rolled oh. all. <laughs> and you could see Molitor going, "What in the bleep is he doing?" <laughs> so Molly was here through eight. 18. 17 or 18? Yeah, because no, this is no, Rocco's no. second year. Second year. You're right. Yeah. Oh, it's through 19. Then. Yeah. No, no, third year. This
1: is Rocco's third this year. This is Rocco's
0: third year. Yes, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, through
1: 18. Okay, so Rocco, so <laughs> Molly got him in 18. Oh, yeah. But he was a waiver claim from the <laughs> Yankees, yep. and it's kind of shocking that he's still around.
0: Well, and the, the thing, I guess, that puzzles me with, with their fascination is it seems as though outfield depth is... Something that they have in the minor leagues.
1: Although, having seen uh, Alex Kirilov in the second inning of today's game, he might be a first baseman. Ah. He didn't look real uh, gazelle-like running in on either of those pop flies. But
0: uh, You know who would have caught that, don't you? Eddie. Our Eddie, guy, Eddie. Eddie. i got to look him up. How's he doing this? I here? don't know. But to me,
1: when you – now, I think one of their problems was they – Kept telling Eddie that he had to take a reasonable amount of money, and he ended up getting only eight. Uh, they Cleveland. certainly they if if in October he would have taken eight, they would have given it to him. I oh, think. you think so? Yeah, I think so. Yes, but uh,
0: uh, Eddie's hitting two fifty seven. He's got two homers and seven ribbies in ten games, uh, forty plate appearances. Yeah, so and, that sounds about uh, right. i take it.
1: I'll take it. He's uh, he's hitting fourth for him once, or once Is he really? How about the, uh, did you read about the uh, pitcher that they got? They got him in a trade last year, this Emmanuel Kloss. They got him I from think the think Mets? He's a Dominican guy. Who did they give up to the, who did they give up last summer? Oh, Kluber. They got him from Texas when they traded Kluber to oh, Texas. Oh, okay, okay. And what? Uh Emmanuel Klaus, he basically every pitch he throws is over a hundred. You're kidding. And he's you know, the other day it was like I don't know how many he threw, but he you know, eighty percent of the pitches he threw were over a hundred. Wow. One thing about them, even when they give up pitching, they still got pitching. They develop they still, it. That that's they still have pitching. And uh if you're looking for the flaw with the, the uh Falvey organization, it's they haven't developed young pitching yet. Some got a couple of relievers, but not uh, not any starters.
0: No, not yet at all. And 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 well, they got the who's the the kid they got from Presley that's in the bullpen right now. Is it Ro- Robles? Is that how you pronounce his no, name? Al- I th- oh, oh, I there was no, Alcala. Ro- no, Robles is he's a veteran
1: that they signed. Oh, I thought not, he was the guy that they no, got for, no, from Presley or no, for Presley, no, I should say. No, he's not. Uh, that's okay. Duran. That's Johan Duran, I gotcha. believe, who okay. hasn't. Well, one of them... I don't know if he's the Escobar trade or the Houston trade. I don't know. Duran is. We haven't seen him yet. He's supposed to have a great arm, but he also look at his minor league stats. And he, last time he pitched, he was two and nine or something.
0: So. Well, and the thing I guess that's frustrating with you know their their lack of timely hitting and whatever else. Their lineup. You're you're still your best producer outside of Buxton is Cruz. Yes. Who, how, who knows how much he's got left? I mean. I, I mean I, I'd still sign him next year if oh, he yeah. keeps producing like this but Pat they got it I mean Miguel's law lo- Miguel's a lost cause in my opinion <laughs> I, I, I just I don't I don't see it. I don't know how you're going to get there's something
1: in his when he's loading up that's too slow because when you watch Donaldson and on video which I actually did, I'm not a big but I was trying to figure out how he maintains his bat speed. He is out. He is getting it going. When the guy releases the ball, that's when his He's already left. Yes. That's yeah. when his left foot is digging into the ground. He's already lifted it and digging it in. He's starting that early and then he has to try to adjust his hands mm-hmm. if somebody throws him a breaking ball or something like that. But he is getting He's in position to hit and getting started when the guy releases the ball, and Miguel is still, like, loading up, you know?
0: You reminded me of something I saw the other day, and I don't remember who Houston was playing, but Granke was on the mound, and, oh, it's the loading portion of the hitter. He threw a 51-mile-an-hour changeup. For a strike, by Is the that way. Right? Yes. Fifty one. Fifty one and it wasn't a slow curve. It was a, well, my, maybe it was yeah. a slow curve. Maybe it was. But yeah. it was so funny to watch and I don't remember who they're playing with the hitter's reaction was, you know, he's loading just like you're saying and he's like what 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 It was like the Bugs Bunny pitch, you know, where it was one lobbed the, uh, in there. One of the craziest <laughs> one of the craziest human beings that's ever been in baseball,
1: Granky Oh, remember? For sure. Yeah. He went home in the height of his youth. With Kansas you know, City, when he went home, he mm-hmm. had to go home. And my friend said he doesn't like to pack for road trips. You know, he just—he's like his mother is. His whole life, his mother iron his shirts and get him ready and get him to go out of the, you know, send him out into the world. And and he's like now he's now he's in a hotel and he can't pack and he's like going crazy. He's just you know he just just was like the ultimate little league. Son, you right. Know?
0: Well, and they brought him up early. Oh, no, 20. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he's had a great career, but, uh, and he's, you know, now that the good fastball's gone, he's figured out a pitch and still still does good and has made an
0: ungodly amount of money, but uh, a weird dude, man, a weird fellow. I'm trying to remember because I, uh, cause he won the Cy Young with them. With the Royals, when yeah. was that? That was back in '09. Yeah. Well, he he came back after like a month or something,
1: but he was gone. Pat, this is
0: his 18th season. Wow.
1: That I, I I'm shocked. How old by that. was he? 20 when he came. 20 up to years
0: you. old back in 2004. He finished fourth in the American League Rookie of the Year. Wow. Yeah. You know what he had? Poise. Yes, he did. He had poise. <laughs> you like his poise,
1: huh? I heard somebody use poise the other day. i I love somebody said who was it that he said oh some great athlete i was watching some show it wasn't a baseball player it was a it was (laughs) uh i think it was steph curry or something and somebody, the guy on the broadcast said and and he really has poise (laughs) i immediately texted wicker and said he's got poise (laughs)
0: Was it Dwight Gooden? Is that was that yeah, the story? Dwight Gooden was the one
1: that the reporter. You know, Dwight Gooden's twenty and he's throwing ninety eight when ninety three was fashionable. Right. And he's got a curveball that goes from the chin to the to the ankles, and he's throwing this stuff with this poor sob. He sticks it up. He sticks it to the Cubs at Wrigley Field one afternoon. and one of the Chicago uh, writers or somebody radio guy says, "How about his poise, <laughs> <laughs> fries?" Oh, oh, okay. You like his poise. Huh? You think you think that's got a lot to do with it. Huh? His bleeping poise. You don't think that fastball has any, You know, <laughs> it's not the poise it's not the fastball on, on, on the, the black. On and on, <laughs> on and on. I don't have a video a, t- a tape of oh. that. I just have eyewitness accounts. I don't have a tape of that, but tell uh, the guy was like went from five foot eight, five foot ten to. One foot six before oh. before he stops humiliating him. You know, we're just <laughs> we never going to have that, have that, that anymore, no, are we? You're not, and you're sure as hell not going to have it on Zoom. No. No, you don't have that.
0: Although, maybe a guy like Girardi would mm-hmm. still maybe do that once in a while. Or oh, yeah. Who, who, yeah, yeah, some of our some crusty guys. ones that'll
1: buck ever gets back in it buck is about as arrogant as it goes although the being on tv really softened him up because he was really an arrogant guy you know what i
0: really like him on he's good you know yeah
1: i thought he was better the first time around though he doesn't seem as loose this time i don't know what it is you think so he's still but he's good yeah yeah you know timmy loves him
0: that's right loves him that's right
1: uh you know i've been around him when he was really arrogant of course i saw him reduced to being about four foot two by Kelly out at the uh, the ninety two All Star Game. In San Diego. We don't we don't
0: do that here. <laughs>
1: no no no. It was the All Star Game of the, day. the Twins had right T shirts celebrating the championship of the previous year. You know mm-hmm. it didn't say World Series, but it's something like you know some something glorifying the the, the twi- way the yes, Twins right. approach and and they you know Kelly taking a bunch of guys with him out to that game. Not as many as the first time because. AL president, but the AL president made him take Buck as a coach.
0: Okay. He didn't want him.
1: But but Buck wanted, can I get one of those T shirts? And uh you don't get these T shirts. You earn these T shirts, Buck. You get these and he just <laughs> beat it. Until Buck walked up. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly could do that with the best of them. Man. Did it
0: because you know him well. And I was wondering this the other day when I went on my Twitter rant about how I'm, I'm just, I just don't like the modern game the way mm-hmm. the modern game's played. Did he, did he ever consider going back at all after he retired? No, because you know why he never went back. He was done.
1: Everybody said he would go back.
0: Is that why? <laughs> That's why. Okay, he'll be back. Well, he had offers, didn't he?
1: Uh, Yankees tried to hire him, and uh, who else tried it? Yeah, I thought had the had Cubs too. Did the Cubs? Few
0: te- yeah. When few McPhail was out did. there,
1: yeah, few teams tried to hire him, and I'm sure. But they were not not big publicized events. But uh, you know, if he said he's going to do something, and you question whether he meant it, he's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do Plus it. Plus, he had a you know playing golf at Hillcrest across the street and yep. living in Maplewood and. Had his buddies in New Jersey and, you know, watching the horse races, horses, from, yeah. watching the horse races from his basement and stuff. And he just... Was he a big Canterbury
0: guy? Did he go down to... In the
1: early years, but then when, uh, then when the, the access became where you could bet not being at the track, on the oh, other, other sure. tracks around the country, sure. he, he was in on that. Yeah, Kelly, the, I was never out there, but the, I should have went out there, but the... But his basement, they called it Kelly Downs. Oh, know? did so, they really? Yeah. So he was, yeah, but but you know, he also owned a owned a kennel out at uh, Saint Meadows
0: for three four years. Did he really? Very successful kennel. I know? did not know that. Yeah. Okay, this is what I was trying to look for right here, Patrick, an oldie but a goodie. I'm going out to cut grass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that was when, I think that was when the All Star game was here. And you were asking him about, you know, uh, managing the All Star Game, and are you going to watch? He's like, "Well, I got to go cut grass, but maybe <laughs> no, after." I that, think. Uh, wasn't I that thought what it was, was? I'd asked him
1: about. Uh, who was the guy that he got on, and then he said,
0: ah, "We hope for the best." Oh, for, uh, uh, Danny Valencia. Danny Valencia. We wish Danny well. <laughs> Which was, <laughs> I got to find that one too.
1: Oh, Danny! Yeah, we was.
0: Yeah, we wish. <laughs> I used to have a whole you don't TK. Have that one. No, oh you know? yeah, right here. Right? Right, I'm rambling on, and yeah. I don't mean to, but uh, we wish Danny would. <laughs> <laughs> we do.
1: That was the whole thing about when he didn't hit the, when he saw him as a kid, and, a, and he and oh. he, he he wasn't sitting out of it, it was an obvious fastball situation, right? And he could only hit a fastball, and it was. And it was, and it just mortified him when he saw him as a kid that he didn't hit the fastball, that he was, that he wasn't. Expecting the fastball, and then and remember, he went. I asked him about it for about. He went on for about four minutes, and then he said, "I'm rambling." He was telling here, us. He was basically telling us, "Danny's one of the dumbest hitters I've ever seen," <laughs> but he didn't say that. No, but he said, "Hey, I'm rambling on, and I gotta go ahead and cut grass." But it's, what a
0: radio guest he was, oh, though. It's the same as the equivalent of when <laughs> you know damn well. Joe hates a story that Heights doing, and he mm. won't say, "John, this is a dumb news story." He'll yeah. say, "Boy, I wonder why this made the newscast." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. he'll say that instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I got to hear that one more time. I'm
1: rambling on, and yeah. I don't mean to, but. Uh we wish Danny well. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, the media, you know who else, you know, Rocco is bland as hell and drives sure. you crazy and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, but Rocco also, you got to, like.
0: Sift. You got to sift really through it. You got to really
1: go through it. Like opening day, they. Urinate away that game. No reason to lose that game in God's green earth. And he's talking about we got to play, you know, we have to throw to the right base. So that's the way of him saying, I don't believe this moron threw the ball to second base in that situation (laughs) with a three-run lead. That was Rocco saying. Right. That was Rocco saying. I wanted to stab myself in the heart with a pencil when <laughs> Colomay threw the ball to second what base. What are you bleeping but, doing? But he's, instead he said, "Yeah, we have to play better. We have to throw the ball to we the right base. It.
0: You got it." We wish gotta, Alex well. You got to
1: interpret <laughs> and Rocco certainly is uh is much harder to interpret because uh you know, TK there was you could go by the, you know, you you would get the you would get the post game quotes, and then if you were walking by and the door was open, and you had no notebook within five mile, you know, no sign of a notebook, and and had his trust not to use it, <laughs> then he'd tell you the
0: truth once.
1: Then he'd say what he really wanted to say.
0: Pat, I on. forgot he was still in the big leagues in eighteen with Baltimore. Valencia. Oh, he got have killed Lefties. He killed Lefties. And it's remind because I thought, wait a minute, I think the Bride and I saw him in a spring training. Well, it was 18 yeah. that we no, were done.
1: He might have been there in another spring training in 19 and didn't make. He played That uh, might have been it, too, yeah. He played for the Israeli <laughs> He played for the Israeli... The World Baseball world Classic? ...World Baseball Team <laughs> that was trying to qualify for the last World Baseball really? Classic. He was like the four-hitter for the Israeli baseball team. So his, his grandmother must be Jewish or some damn thing. It's not like he's a... No! It's not like he goes to the synagogue every week or yeah, something. Or somebody found out. His, his uncle owned a hotel <laughs> yes, right, there in the Tel Aviv or something. we got to get him thing. over here. His family visited Tel Aviv once. But uh, he was on the Israeli baseball team. Wow. The, I think in two thousand, maybe because they canceled. Wasn't it supposed to be this year? Uh, no, the next yes. World Baseball yeah, Classic, you're right. and they canceled it because of COVID and everything. But he was. But he could kill left-handed pitching.
0: He finished. I forgot about this, but remember in twenty ten, he finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting.
1: Well, we had him. He was our. He was our. Player guest. That's right. He and I had him as our player when guest. When doubt swag out. Swag out. <laughs> yes. Oh, I gotta find that one. Yeah, we had him as a player guest maybe in 2011. And I gotta say, he was better than Hector Santiago was for uh, for Jed and uh, Phil. That was that's for sure. Was
0: that the uh, was Hector the guest where we'd always roll the dice? You think he's gonna call this? Well, week? we were gonna
1: have Trevor May. Uh, Trevor May was going to be it, and then he Tommy Johnned it that spring, right? Oh, okay. So I said, they said, you need to get anybody? And I talked to Hector a couple of times down there, and I said, I can get you Hector, I think. So we got Hector, and Hector was all enthused, and then, unfortunately, we watched him pitch. I
0: remember, (laughs) uh, because he ended up with the White Sox. And then I remember they were playing a day game. He was pitching a day game for the Whiteys at Target Field, and we were joking about I wonder if we can get him on as a guest after the show <laughs> that, that afternoon on the right. <laughs> Hector. Wow. Oh, Hector. Anyway. So,
1: uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll we do this again next week, and maybe the Fighting Twinks will have uh, refreshed themselves out in Anaheim. All the Angels are playing good.
0: Oh, that's right. We, oh, I love good. West Coast uh, oh, weekend, weekend series. Those are the yes. best.
1: How about this? We're doing this on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's a work day. The Wild playing at one. Yeah, I... The Wolves playing at 3 30, and the Twins playing a doubleheader, a mini games. Doubleheader. I All... forget who tweeted Alex. Like,
0: is this Saturday? Yeah. You know, this you know, feels like it's a Saturday. Why
1: doesn't. Uh, I mean, I think the curfew right? is 10, right? 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock. The Wild could have played at five. I suppose they don't want,
0: you know, they. They want to get people out of the urban area by that would be my know, guess. earlier in the day. So well, we got to get all those Timberwolves fans out of the building too. Did they let fans in? Oh, I thought they did. When they, they didn't
1: yesterday. Well, they
0: were edged by the Nets by what about forty-eight yeah, yesterday last night? Uh, Thirty, I believe. 30 thirty-some.
1: Yeah. The fellas, uh, the fellas were uh, upset, uh, obviously, as we all were, on what happened in Brooklyn Center. But uh, you know, and Cat was wasn't there either right Cat was still at his mother's memorial and I
0: believe he is out today as well
1: uh, well it's a uh, it's an enthusiastic bunch and we're very proud of them and I've all I've turned I've done I wrote about it today I've done a 180 give me A-Rod I'll take A-Rod You like the glitz factor? Yeah, it's a star power league. Let's get
0: us some juice. If we can't
1: have star power in the court, let's have it in the front office, right? Right. He'll show up with you know once in a while. We wish
0: A Rod well.
1: We do wish Rod. We do (laughs) wish. Just just don't believe anything you hear. But uh, wish wish him well. Yeah, wish him well. Why why not? What you know? What harm can it possibly do? (laughs) As I said. When your most dynamic owner in town is Ziggy, you got pro. You you should go somewhere else. Well, you should look around, right? You yeah. think Ziggy's more dynamic than Craig? Yeah, cause he's cause Craig was dynamic. It was kind then, of fun when you have of him on. Disappeared, and I I don't know. He's kind of okay. You know, he's ever since he hired hired and fired Paul Fenton in about ten months. I think he's. I think he's been afraid to pop his head up to you people think asking, we could "What make, the hell are you doing?"
0: We could get A-Rod a Rod a weekly guest, whether it's this or Score North. Don't you think that that could be a good I weekly get? I don't know, but Mrs. Ricey
1: was a she liked a Rod because she didn't know anything about him because he had this show on this reality show, the half hour oh. where he'd help somebody with their finances. So oh. he'd, he'd take some person who had 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 a failed business and their investments sure. were screwed up and he'd come in and he wouldn't give him any money, but he'd show him, him kind of how, how to do on. Yeah. Okay. And I, I walked in one day and she's watching that. And, and I said, God, he's a phony. And she said, ah, he's okay. He's a nice guy. So now i mentioned to her yesterday or two days ago that he was going to be involved in buying the Timberwolves. And she says, and, and she said, she's down on him because cool. she's, he's a, like a once a month guest on shark tank. Okay. And have you ever watched Shark Tank? Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's basically the whole panel is pompous, right? Oh, I mean, it's no pomposity.
0: Question. No question. But
1: apparently when he fills in... He is the most pompous. It gets of the, worse. He's the most pompous of the pompous. Wow. But what she doesn't like is he never gives anybody any money. It's always no. He's always out. Really? She said he never gives anybody any money. It's very so. frugal that way. Well, like most athletes, you know, they, they want <laughs> right? to buy something, but they want somebody else to uh, come up with the money. So, anyway, welcome to town, A Rod. And I'm still not convinced you took steroids. I think your head just got bigger by accident. You know, beautiful. You only grew two inches. What the hell? That's fine. Anyway, but the, the, the big drama with him is: Are he and J Lo still with? Don't it or know. Not? That's the big controversy is, right now, Pat. They didn't. They there were stories out that they'd broken up, and then they denied it. Right. But I don't know if they've been seen together since then or not.
0: So, I'm not sure. I can't answer that.
1: As I said, you know how athletics. The big booty kind of helps in a lot of sports. It gives you power in baseball. Sure. Gives you power around the basket, you know, yep. stuff like that. Golf gets you hockey. Trigger you up. Yeah. Yep. Hey, they could have a kid that could be quite the athlete, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Couple, she's a little old to be having kids, though, so it might not happen. So anyway, hey, that's it. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a grander, more optimistic view of the local baseball season. Ricey here with Canopy Group Facts. Fact one, the Canopy Group writes more business in one month than a captive agent writes in three years. How is this possible? Let's share the other facts for you to understand. Fact two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Fact three, the Canopy Group offers annual policies, not six month policies, that leave you at risk for two premium increases per year. Fact four The Canopy Group offers one deductible at claim time, not two, three, four, or even more. Fact five Every year, the Canopy Group will shop your home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. Captive insurance agencies can't shop that way for you because guess what? They only have one company to deal with. Now that you have the facts, it's time to get the options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com.
0: If you want the best lawn on the block all season long, hook up with a Minnesota-grown lawn care company that knows that dandelions, mystery weeds, bear spots, and blight are completely unacceptable. That's Professionalturf.com. If you want service techs with 20 years of experience, techs who throw down a combination of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow release long-term fertilizers, then visit Professionalturf.com. And you know what? While you're on the website, Take a close look at their landscape projects, and don't forget, they'll service your irrigation system too. You will have the most lush and luxurious lawn on the block. It's our one stop for exceptional landscape irrigation services and the best lawn on the block, Professionalturf.com. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no. What you own, and make sure you tune into Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday for Mr. Money Talk's report. You're going to hear it from himself. That's right, Josh joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in Garage Logic. Trust is often overused and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952 925 5608. That's 952 925 5608. Investment Advisor Services offered by Josh Arnold Investment. And consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.